Isabel Foy, and I'm so glad you're watching today. I want to talk to you about keys to living your dream. You know, you may hear a title like that and think, I don't even know what my dream is. I don't even have a dream for my life. In fact, I read where a professor from Virginia Tech did research on successful people and goals and dreams. He found that 80% of the people just walking around have no dreams, no goals for their life. You know, you may be in that 80% where you say, I can't even remember the last time I dreamed something. But I want you to know that God finds it so important that you have a vision for your life. He said in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. So that's what's happening. You're just perishing inside year after year after year if you don't have a dream. So I'm believing in this broadcast, dreams are going to be awakened on the inside of you. You're going to start hearing God's voice more clearly and get serious about your assignment. You know, Mark Twain said, I can teach anybody how to get what they want in life. Problem is, can't find anybody who can tell me what they truly want. When was the last time you knew exactly what you wanted for your life, for your family, for your future? And here's the thing, you know, some of you, you may have a dream, but it may be so far off in the future and perhaps you've allowed other people to discourage you or to drag you away from that dream. In fact, in my new book on Dream Independent Live It, I wrote a whole chapter called Don't Share Big Dreams with Small Minds. Why? Because small minds have a way of sucking ambition right out of you. But big minds have a way of elevating you to reach your highest potential. But you know, I heard Dr. Daniel Amen, he made this 1840-60 rule. He said, when you're 18, you sort of worry what everybody thinks about you. When you're 40, you don't care what anybody thinks about you. When you're 60, you realize nobody's been thinking about you because <laughs> they're too busy thinking about their own life. So you just have to get serious about what God's telling you to do. And I'm believing today you're going to have that vision ignited on the inside of you. Well, I love to read stories, you know, about successful people and people who've accomplished impossibilities. And I was reading this cute little story about a girl named Liz. Now Liz was, grew up in a single parent home and very low income. Her dad left when she was six years old. Now this was back in the 80s. And her mom, you know, was just struggling to try to make ends meet. She started working two jobs. Well, her mom told her, she said, Liz, my dream is to one day send you to college so you can get a good job. And then one day when you start making all this money, you're going to take mama on a trip around the world. So she imparted this vision on the inside of Liz. And Liz just was hoping one day when I get out of college, get a job, I'm going to take mama around the world. Well, Liz's aunt came to her and she said, Liz, you know, you're sitting at home all day while mom's working. I think you need to join the Girl Scouts. It'll give you something to do, keep you busy, join the Girl Scouts. So she did. Well, Liz joins the Girl Scouts and all of a sudden she finds out as they're selling cookies, you know, the famous Girl Scout cookies, they, she found out there was a contest. Whoever sells the most boxes of cookies wins a trip for two around the world. Liz said, that's all I needed to hear. I don't have to wait till college and I have a job. I'm going to win this thing and give my mom her dream. So every single day, Liz would go knocking on doors. She went all over her apartment complex, knocking on doors. Would you like to buy some cookies? Well, she did this so much that the apartment manager started getting all these complaints because people would turn Liz down. Next day, she'd show up at their door, knock on the door, would you like to buy a box of cookies? <laughs> so all these complaints were coming, you know, would you tell this little girl to leave us alone? Well, the manager came to Liz and said, I'm not gonna ask you to totally stop selling cookies. 
but I'm going to have you set up a little booth in the foyer and you can sell your cookies. Liz said, hey, this worked out better. Instead of me having to go to them, they all had to come to me just to get to the elevator. So she set up her little booth in front of the foyer there. But here's the thing. She changed her sales strategy. Instead of saying, would you like to buy a box of cookies? She would say this. Would you like to invest in me? See, my mom's dream is to go on a trip around the world. My mom's working two jobs trying to make ends meet. I don't want my mom to have to wait another 20 years. I want to win this thing and make my mom's dream come true. Well, they said by the end of that sales pitch, people are crying, you know. They said on average, people bought a dozen boxes of cookies. Well, you can imagine she won the contest. She crushed the record, won the contest. But they said after three to four years of selling, she sold over 44,000 boxes of cookies. All of a sudden, people began hearing about her sales strategy. And then Disney came to her and said, we want to make a video about you. We want to make this film about you. Well, it wasn't like a film you go watch at the movies. It was a training video to teach the Disney employees how to sell. <laughs> well, the royalties went to Liz. She became a conference speaker, you know. Her mom went from two jobs to one job. She actually had enough college money, and she took her mom around the world twice by the age of 13. <laughs> what am I saying? Vision drives you. When you get a vision for your life, it will drive you to see that thing come to pass. Now, you may not have a trip to go around the world. You may have a, a dream or a dream to go around the world. You may have a dream to lose weight. Well, it's time for you to get serious about that dream. You may have a dream to write a book. You may have a dream to become a realtor and get your realtor's license or to fly planes or whatever that dream is. It's time for you to get serious about that dream, to kick, kick it up a level. You know, I like to teach people how to go after their dreams and how to get serious about even making vision boards, you know, and making vision books and things. But first of all, it begins with you and your ability to imagine your future. You have to imagine it. You have to see everything in here before it ever shows up out here. That's a gift that God has given you, the gift of the imagination. You know, some people call it seeing with the eye of faith. That means you see things in your spirit that are invisible to other people. Well, you know, the secular world, the business world, they've tapped a hold of this and they understand the power of having a vision, but also making that vision come alive by adding pictures to it. You know, I think even in the business world with NASA, do you know that when John F. Kennedy had a dream to land a man on the moon, to put the American flag on there, he actually had the NASA headquarters paint a picture or put a mural up there of a man landing on the moon with the American flag, and it was right at the front of the headquarters. They said it was so big, it was from the ceiling to the floor. And when people walked in, they knew the vision. Every day they knew, if we can do that, we've succeeded. The vision was clear. They imagined this happening before it ever happened. Well, from what I've read, they achieved that goal two years ahead of schedule. Well, what would happen if you kicked it up a notch? You not only gave yourself permission to dream again, but you started getting an object of your faith. You know, making a vision board or getting a picture, an image of something you're believing God for. You know, it kind of like gives your faith something to wrap around when you can see that vision. It's kind of like the story I heard about, about Gavin McLeod. You remember that show, The Love Boat? You remember the captain of the love boat, Captain Steubing, was Gavin McLeod. Well, Gavin and his wife, Patty, were married for, I believe it was seven years. 
all of a sudden they went through a painful divorce and Patty didn't want to give up on the marriage. She kept believing God that he was going to restore the marriage. Well, she did exactly what I'm saying today. She thought, I've got to create an image that I can wrap my faith around. So what I read about her was she had two place settings at the dining table, one for her and one for Gavin. And every night she would set two place settings. Four years went by and she would not give up on her dream of God restoring that marriage. Four years later, she hears this knock at the door. She opens the door and it's Gavin. She said, come on in, your dinner's getting cold. Now God has restored their marriage. They've been married over 30 years. Well, she had a vision. She gave herself permission to believe an impossible dream, to believe that God could restore what Satan had stolen. Well, you have to do the same thing. Imagine your future. And here's a principle. If you can't imagine it, you'll never have it. If you really can't imagine yourself starting that church, you never will. If you can't imagine yourself paying off that car, you never will. So you have to see it on the inside before it shows up on the outside. And of course, I don't have time to go into the whole teaching, but the next step is you have to write your dreams. You have to take the time to get some pen and paper and write the vision. It comes from the Word of God. Write the vision and make it plain. You know, in my book, I talk about how to set goals, how to set goals the right way. There's certain ways that, you know, when you're setting vague goals, it produces vague results. If you're just saying, this is the year of the great breaking loose, God's going to break loose in my life. Well, what does that mean to you? You have to define that for yourself. Does that mean you paid off that student loan of $3,000? Does that mean you lost 20 pounds? Don't just say, I'm believing for increase. Because here's 20 bucks, there's your increase. No, you have to be specific about what you're believing God for. So, you know, I remember hearing a, a success coach years ago teaching on the art of goal setting. And he said to do this, and I practice this in my life. He said, imagine it's December 31st, either this year or next year. Give yourself plenty of time. But he said, imagine it's December 31st. You look back over the year and you say to your friends, this has been the most amazing year of my life. He said, what would need to happen for you to say something like that? Whatever it is, write it down. Then he said, write your top 10 goals for the year. So I did that. I got out a sheet of paper and I just began writing my top 10 goals. Then he said this, the next day, turn the page. Don't look at what you wrote the day before. Write your top 10 goals. He said, if you can't remember all 10, that's all right. They weren't all 10 that important to you. He said, do it again the next day. Turn the page. Write your top 10 goals. He said, do this for 30 days and I promise you, your life's going to change. Well, I did that and I wrote big things like paying for my daughter's car, her tuition, preaching at the largest church in France, writing two books that year, getting a French publisher to publish my books in French. I wrote top, my top 10 goals. And do you know, by the end of that year, every single one of them happened. Why? Because when you're getting that serious about your goals that for 30 days, you're, you remember them, they're at the forefront of your mind, you become so ambitious and so driven to see those dreams come to pass. You actually start looking for opportunities to make those dreams come to pass. In fact, you know, have you ever bought a new car and then all of a sudden you see your type of car all over the road, but you never saw it before? Well, that's because your type of car is now at the forefront of your mind, so you recognize it everywhere. That car was there all along, you just never noticed it. Well, it's the same thing with your dreams and goals. When you write your dreams, and especially when you make a vision board and you've got pictures and images of that vision, 
you're going to start looking for opportunities and you're going to recognize ideas, opportunities, resources, and relationships all around you to see those dreams come to pass. You never saw them. They were there, but you just never saw them. So you have to get serious about your dreams. Don't make this difficult. You know, even if you just write three goals down, get started. You know, you'll be ahead of the most of America if you just take the time to write three goals down. So write the vision, make it plain, and then add pictures to your dreams. You know, I had a friend who, she said she kept telling her family, we're, let's go to Florida for vacation. Y'all want to go to Florida? And all the little kids were like, yeah, let's go to Florida. Well, years would go by and they never went to Florida. Finally, she thought, I'm going to do what you're saying. I'm going to make a vision board. So she made a vision board just for the Florida vacation. And she made it so exciting with the palm trees, the resorts, the Disney characters, the swimming pools, the sandy beaches. She said, that's not all I did. I did the research. She studied to show herself approved. She found out how much does it cost to go to Florida, all six of us. How much is the hotel? What about Disney tickets and eating out that many days? She added it all up, put the amount on there. Well, then she showed the kids the vision board and they were like, that's Florida? They all got excited because they saw the vision. It made it come alive. Well, then she thought, I've got to put this somewhere where they're going to see it often. You can't just put it somewhere. You're never going to look at it. She put it by the front door. So every day when they went to school, they saw the vision. Every day when they came home, they saw the vision. Then she thought, I got to kick it up a notch. She actually put a little table underneath the vision board and she put this little box that said vacation fund right under it. Well, the kids, everybody in the family was so excited about this vision. I mean, when the kids got birthday money, they gave to the vacation fund. When you know they were blessed with money, they'd give to the vision. When visitors would come over, they'd say, what's this, including myself? I'd say, what's that? She'd say, that's our vision. I'd say, oh my goodness, i got to give to vision. <laughs> I'd put it in the vacation fund. Well, do you know this single income family of six went to Florida from Texas on vacation, Disneyland, the whole nine yards, absolutely paid for. That's the power of having a vision and keeping it before your eyes. What would happen if you did that in your own life with some of the debts, with some of your dreams, your goals. Teach your children, teach your family, teach your spouse how to get a vision for their lives. I'm telling you, you'll start living your dreams. But you have to kick it up a notch and do that. You know, in fact, sometimes people say to me, well, what do I do once the vision board is ready? Well, I actually wrote a whole chapter on what do you do once the vision board is up? <laughs> and one of them is you have to speak to the vision. You have to speak to that vision. You know, the Bible says that we serve a God who gives life to the dead and he speaks of non-existent things as if they already exist. So you think about that. What's coming out of your mouth has everything to do with what you're experiencing. I never just put a vision board up and then just forget about it or put it up on January 1st and then go back December 31st to see, wait, did anything happen? No, that old saying is true out of sight, out of mind. You have to speak to the vision. You have to give life to it with the words of your mouth. And you know, the Bible tells us, it explains clearly that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Your words are so powerful. In fact, I heard Joel Osteen say, don't use your words to describe your situation. Use your words to change your situation. That's how powerful words are. And you know, I don't have time to go into it now, but I shared stories in here of, of people who've literally prophesied their own death 
by the words in their mouth. People like Mark Twain or remember the NBA great Pistol Pete Maravich, people who prophesied their very own death and may not even realize how powerful their words were. Well, you may not be prophesying things like that about dying or predicting things, but are you saying things like this? I'm drowning in debt. This marriage will never improve. No matter what I try, I'm still fat. I'll never lose weight. I'll never finish college. I could never afford a house like that. I'll probably be the last one to get married. Losing weight is so hard. I never succeeded anything. See, if you're saying those things, the Bible says that we are snared by the words of our mouth. Well, what's a snare? It's a trap. It's just like those mouse traps. You are being trapped into the very thing you don't want to happen. So when you say things like, gosh, if I just look at cake, I'll gain 10 pounds. That one really breaks my heart because you can't even eat the thing. <laughs> but you're saying, I'll just gain weight. Well, you will gain weight. When you say things like, I don't know what's happened. I just have a slow metabolism now. Okay, you're going to continue having a slow metabolism. You're trapping yourself into the very thing you don't want to happen. Now, you may get a vision board, you know, let's say your dream is to get out of debt. And today, when this broadcast ends, you start adding up that debt. Don't be afraid to look at that number. You add it up. Maybe you get a picture of money, put it on your vision board. You put that number for you and your spouse or your family to see, or even just for yourself. And you start speaking to that vision. You just start declaring, Lord, you said to call those things that be not as though they already are. I declare that I am debt-free $17,556.13. That's being specific, isn't it? You're calling things that be not as though they already are. But then, don't call up your friend and say, at this rate, we'll never get out of debt. Okay, there goes all my extra money again. As usual, it always happens to me. Okay, you're trapping yourself into the very thing you don't want to happen. So, remember like Joel Osteen said, don't use your words to describe your situation. Use it to change your situation. So that's when you reverse it and you just start speaking positive words. You start declaring things by faith. You start declaring, I'm highly favored of God. I'm successful. My spirit attracts God-inspired ideas that produce great wealth. I'm anointed. I'm favored. I'm confident. I'm courageous. You just start declaring those things. I have a high metabolism. I'm fit. I'm firm. I'm muscular. I'm in the best shape of my life. I eat whatever I want and I maintain my perfect weight. Can you tell I say those things? <laughs> but you start using your words. And here's the thing. If you'll change what you're saying, you'll change what you're seeing. If you'll change what you're saying, you'll change what you're seeing. Now, before we close out, I want to share with you one vital key that I believe can change everything from you just wishing things would change to living your dreams. And this key is investing in your dreams sowing a financial seed for your dreams. You know, it's probably impossible to be a Savelle and not talk about sowing and reaping because I've literally watched my parents give themselves out of debt. I watched them go from having nothing to having more than enough. But you know, that's a principle from the Word of God. The Bible actually says it's possible to give and yet become richer. Well, you know, I'm talking about having a vision. I'm talking about having a vision board, writing your dreams, making them plain, keeping it before your eyes. Well, you know, you can do all that just like, let's say a farmer does that. Let's say a farmer wants squash. He has a vision. It's clear. It's not vague. It's not hazy. He wants squash. And it's actually clearly written out, squash. He even has a picture of squash. He, you know, pictures cause the dream to come alive. He wants squash. 
Well, he could do exactly what I'm saying. He could speak to that vision. He could say, Lord, I thank you for squash. I'm calling things that be not as though they already are. But you know what? He's never going to have squash until he sows the seed. And I've seen that same principle in my life. Every time I get a vision for my life, if it's a vision to go on a vacation, if it's a vision to lose weight, if it's a vision to launch an outreach, if it's a vision to pay off debt, I always sow a seed for my dreams. I'm talking about squash seeds. I'm talking about financial seeds. I always sow a seed for my dreams. You know, the Bible says that a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon the seeds that he sows. Think about that. It doesn't say a harvest, his man's harvest in life depends partially on the seeds that he sows. It depends entirely. And here's three principles when you sow your seed. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, you reap after you sow, not before, you reap after you sow. And number three, you reap more than you sow. So I want to challenge you today, sow seed for your dreams, sow seed into this ministry. This is good soil. This is good ground. If God put a dream in your heart, sow a seed for it. I believe God's speaking to you today and you're watching by divine appointment that God's telling you it's time to go to the next level. It's time to go to that next level that God has for your life. No more procrastination. In fact, I want you to watch this special announcement. I'll be right back. I want to teach you a few more things to take your life to the next level. Just being able to sit under and hear the word and hear how he talks about, you know, the favor of God working on his life and that it's not, you know, an exclusive thing. It's not like, oh, it's for us people who are, you know, pastors and preachers and apostles and all that. It's for anyone who wants to take the word of God at face value and who wants to apply, you know, those principles that he does. And, you know, he makes it so easy, so digestible, so easy to learn. And so, I mean, I've been able to see that and I, I'd spend all day talking to you, man, if I had the time. So, yeah, absolutely. Just learning more about the favor of God, really. The craziest part about this whole thing is that with me, I've been a Christian for 12 years. And so I've spent the majority of my time, you know, in the Word and growing in my identity. I was a drug addict for 22 years. So I, I had no idea about any church at all. And then I got radically saved. And so I've heard his name. Today is actually the first time I ever heard him speak. And I was floored and rocked by what he brought today. And it really, really blessed my heart. I'm so, I'm so not knowing a whole bunch of different speakers. I know, I, I know a very few, uh, very few speakers, but I was so blessed today. And it really overwhelmed my heart because like it was just raw faith coming out the whole time. And it was amazing. His ministry has impacted my life through my parents. Uh, just listening to all the words that he's put into my parents these years at Southwest Believers Convention uh, and even speaking at different places like EMIC, uh, which, where I go to church at, uh, has just impacted me through him impacting my parents. I am a partner with the ministry, and it affects my money. Every time I sow a seed into this ministry, whether I buy a book, whether I buy a CD, whatever I buy from this ministry, sow a seed or offering, I see a harvest, I see favor all the time. All the time, not sometimes, all the time.
When the vision is clear, the results will appear. In the revolutionary book, Dream It, Pin It, Live It, Terry Savelle Foy shares her journey of using vision boards to accomplish great things and shows you how you can too. Clarity about your dreams is the single most important step to success. Discover how vision boards work, what to do after you've made them, and the hidden key to living your dreams. Your future begins with a dream. In If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches you how to protect and recapture your dreams, what to do if your faith is wavering, and the four universal principles of bringing dreams into reality. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this two-book combo. Dream it, pin it, live it, and if Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Find out how you can open your imagination and have that childlike faith to believe that anything is possible. Start turning your dreams into reality today. I hope you enjoyed the testimonies. They just encouraged me to believe that, hey, if God will do it for someone else, He'll do it for us. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your testimonies because we love to motivate other people with success stories. And hey, partnership. I can't say enough about becoming a partner. I remember years ago, that's what caused my life to go to a whole new level. You know, God began to teach me the art of consistency. Don't just do something every once in a while, do it consistently. Consistency is the key to change. And when you become a partner, you're consistently praying for that ministry. You're consistently giving to that ministry. Well, successful people have successful habits, right? And if you wanna tap in to that spiritual principle of the law of seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping, become a partner. We would love for you to partner with Jerry Savelle Ministries. And of course, our special offer, if Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Satan is after your destiny. He does not want you to fulfill the assignment that God has put in your heart. Why do you think he's trying to talk you out of your dreams? Why do you think he's laughing at your dreams, making fun of your dreams, telling you they're ridiculous, they'll never happen? He doesn't want you to go after your dreams. That's why I put out this book, Dream It, Pin It, Live It, a very practical approach to help you identify what are the dreams that God wants me to pursue. How do I set goals? You know, that's one of the classes they never teach in school, the art of goal setting. Well, I'll teach you how to set goals so you're not overwhelmed with how far you need to go, but you start where you are. You start setting goals. You start even making a vision board. What do you do once the board is up? And then I even teach you some of the habits that you can start adapting in your life. Habits of listening to motivational messages, habits of reading. You know, I remember when I graduated from college, one of the dumbest things I ever said, I announced to my family, I will never study again. <laughs> but the sad thing is, I backed up my dumb promise for 11 years of my life. Never read a book, I mean, other than the Bible and church and things. But once I began reading, educating myself, filling my mind with knowledge, with the Word of God, my dreams began to grow, my faith began to grow. I began to just wonder, could God use me? I mean, I'm not really that bold. I'm not that, I mean, could God do anything with my life? I'm telling you, God will do the same for you, but you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in resources. That's what I had to do. Start investing in my future. That's exactly what you're doing when you order these resources. And like I said, don't get overwhelmed. Just start one day with page one. Set the alarm on your phone for 20 minutes and say, I can do this. I can read for 20 minutes a day. Well, hey, at the end of 30 days, that's 10 hours of investing in yourself. So don't delay, order now, take advantage of these resources. And I'm believing with all my heart 
Next year at this time, you will not be where you are today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep you motivated to achieve your dreams. And thank you, partners. We are so grateful for you. We love you so much. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week. Next week. One lady said to me, I'm 33 and I'm too old. I was like, are you kidding me? Do you know how many years you have left? Do you know what you can accomplish in the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? God can do a lot in a short amount of time.